This conference will now be recorded. I thank you that day in and day out you are showing yourself strong in our lives. Oh, great Jehovah, we bless your holy name. Father, we give you praise. Daddy, Lord Jesus, we bless your holy name. We lift you high to the highest place, for you are the great high priest. Holy Spirit, have your way. Take over our lives, our hearts, our souls, our spirits, and our bodies tonight as we lift up our hearts, oh God, even of thanksgiving, of intercession, of of great gratitude unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for yet another opportunity to be in his presence. Even as we have come, we have come with a heart that is ready to receive. His word makes us to understand that whatever we do, we may need to have an expectation. Also in the book of Psalm 34, verse 1 and 2, the word of God says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Beloved, what affliction are you going through at this moment? What expectations do you have that you feel that you have not been able to achieve or it has not been met by the Lord? To him, a thousand years is like a day in his sight, and a day is like and and a day and and a thousand years is like a day in his sight, and a day is like a thousand years. So when we compare, sometimes we will feel that God is even keeping long on our matter, but it is for our own good. He kept um, Joseph in the, the 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 prison to prepare him even for ruling even in Egypt and even being being a prime minister next just in line with the king so I just want to encourage us as we thank God as we give him the praise and worship let us extol his name in spite of everything that we are going through in spite of our afflictions in spite of even whatever we think is keeping long God is even here and he's hearing us and in his own time everything will be made beautiful hallelujah Yehovah, 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 Odiye Kesi, Yehovah, Yehovah. Yehovah, wudin yekesi. Mama ento Yehovah. Yehovah, Yehovah, wudin yekesi. Emmanuel, 
Budiye kesi imanu 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 budiye kesi oh imanu Wudinye kesi Oin biaranti sewo Inti sewo Yesu Christo Eiti riasiame Ninakate wonkoto na woyohi Oh, enti riasiame Ninakate wonkoto na Oh, in your auntie, Yampa, oh, yeah. 
やめやばそうも Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We bless you 
time and for every leader on the platform it's a little of you and the member the, the members also we give god the glory i want us to share with our prayer father we thank you for tonight we honor you because lord you are in the midst of your people we ask the father we glorify through your son in this meeting even as the prayers were offered we ask the lord at the end of the day our stories will change even in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so Amen. I intend to Amen. share a Amen. word with us, after which we'll spend some few minutes in prayer. And as the theme indicates, I want to speak on the protocols of the spiritual, the protocols of the spiritual. TPN obviously is a spiritual platform. It isn't a social gathering of people, but a spiritual platform established solely for 
spiritual world things. Any other thing that happens along the line is just an aside. And as a spiritual platform, I believe that through Apostle and others who have been ministering to us, we have some insight into what it takes to participate in such an atmosphere or an environment. And so I wouldn't be saying things that you may not be familiar with, but I trust that after we are done, at least some of us will be reminded, others will receive fresh information to help us to know how to behave relative to where we find ourselves as members of this ministry. So when we say protocols, we are basically talking about the right way by which things are done or things ought to be done. And in the spiritual, it is not everything that God allows. And you see, for believers, especially as we grow in the things of God, there are times when, when we are babes, God can wink at or overlook certain things that we do. But when we get to a point in our work with him, there is a demand placed upon us that we no more behave as though we are still babes. Now, for, for those of us who are parents or for those of you who are parents, when your child wee-wees on the bed, let's say your child is one, two, and they wee-wee on their bed, you would overlook it. But when your child is, let's say, 10, 11, unless the child has an issue with their urination, if it's not medical, but the child keeps on doing that, you would definitely not take it lightly. Some of us who scold our babies or our children, or we would even beat them up. Because we expect that at that age of 10, 11, 12, what they used to do when they were two, one, wouldn't be done at that age. And so it applies with the things of the spirit. That as we grow in Christ, as we grow in God, there are things that God wouldn't expect of us because at a certain time in our work with him, we should know him well enough to know what we ought to do and what we ought not to do. And so I would take this opportunity to mention either one or two things that would set us on a right course relative to what we ought to do as people who are part of this platform and wherever we are as church members we could apply the, this thing also so that we would all be blessed by whatever god would have us blessed with amen all right when you look into the scriptures you would realize that like i said there are right ways by which things ought to be done the bible speaks of how abel and cain in the process of time made an offering unto God. The Bible says that Cain brought of the fruit of the earth, whatever he had gained or harvested from his tilling the ground, he brought it to the Lord or to God. But according to the scriptures, Abel brought the festlings of his flock, the best. And the Bible says that God had respect unto the offering of Abel. Because in the book of Hebrews 11, the Bible tells us that Abel offered unto God by faith a more excellent sacrifice 
God had respect unto what Abel did. And God told Cain that if you had done well, you would have been accepted. And so it is not everything that God accepts. It is not everything that God endorses. Because he said to Cain, if you had done well, you would have been accepted. If you had done the thing the way the way it ought to have been done, you would have been accepted. So sometimes we are not seeing the results we expect to see because we are not doing things the way they ought to be done. Oh, we are all here. We are praying. But the way you are praying, maybe if you had done it well, you would have been accepted. We are all on the platform. We are all part of the platform. But the way you maybe attend to meetings, if you had done it well, because both Cain and Abel, they offered unto God. They did the same thing, as in they gave an offering. They performed the same activity. But God accepted that of Abel and not that of Cain. And that should tell us that it isn't everything that passes us okay with God. The Bible also speaks of the sons of Aaron, Nadab and Abihu. The Bible says that after God through Moses had consecrated them to the office of the priesthood, Nadab and Abihu offered unto God straight fire. And because they offered straight fire to God, the Bible says God killed them. Because in the things of priesthood ministry or priestly ministry, you don't just offer anything to God. And so God killed the very people he had consecrated to be priests unto him because they didn't do the right thing pertaining to the offering of fire upon his altar as he had instructed them to do. Again, we see it happen to um that even though David made a mistake by putting the Ark of the Covenant supposed to have been done, when the oxen stumbled and Uzzah, or the cat stumbled, and Uzzah tried to hold the Ark so it wouldn't fall. God killed Uzzah because according to the protocols of handling the Ark, no man must see. And so Uzzah, even though thought was doing what was right, God had to smite him dead because he was not doing it according to the right way. The shoulders, the ark isn't supposed to be touched. And so God had to kill him. And so through scripture, we see that people who didn't live by certain protocols ended up facing certain mishaps. And it isn't as if God, what's the word? God wasn't merciful. Because if you break the hedge, the serpent will bite. And so for us on this spiritual platform, it has become necessary that we learn one or two things so that by them we can enhance our ability to receive from God as he would have us do. Amen. And so I want to talk today about one of the protocols and I'm talking about instructions, instructions instructions taking heed to instructions taking heed to instructions we, we live in a, a world that is primarily governed by instructions even this natural world you want to drive a car you need to know how to drive the car there are instructions you must follow if you'll be a good driver 
There are road signs that serve as instructions in a way to help in your driving. But if you decide not to do as you have been instructed to do, even though you could follow instructions and still become a victim of someone's mistakes, you reduce the chances of becoming a victim on the road if you follow instructions. If you know that you have to use one side of the road in moving to wherever you are moving to, but you choose to flout instructions and so use the other side of the road where incoming traffic faces you, you are going to surely be in trouble. And so life is founded on instructions, this natural life. And anybody who in this natural life would not go by instructions can never excel. It is impossible. You can be gifted, talented. If you choose not to live by certain instructions, you will mess up your life. And we see people in this life who have ended their life. Some have had their lives terminated. Some have reduced their chances of success because they wouldn't follow instructions. They are somewhat rebellious naturally or whatever it, i don't know but they are rebellious it doesn't matter how intelligent you are in school when we are writing exams in school the answer sheet has an instruction on it it says that do not write on either side of the paper you may be the smartest person on earth but if you fail to follow that instruction and so write on either side of the paper your answers may be correct but you'll be marked down or you may be failed because you failed to follow instructions. If the questions asked demand that you give certain answers, there's a list five reasons why A, B, or C, and you choose to list 10 because you know more than five, you could be failed because the instruction says list five. If the instructions say that answer question one and two other questions, and you choose to answer two other questions and even add more, but do not answer question one, you are setting yourself up for failure. And so it, it's not about how gifted you are. It is not about how well favored you are. You need to learn to follow instructions. And in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter four, verse 13, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 13. It says that, take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Instruction is our life. Without instruction, you can't excel. And some of us, in the natural it is not that devils are preventing us from excelling. It is simply that we are not men and women who adhere to instructions. When we are asked to sit, we stand. When we are asked to stand, when we are asked to stand, we sit. We seem to only do the opposite of what we are ever asked to do. And I want to encourage us that as we go on, we would all try our best to be 
adherence of instructions. Amen. I hope everybody can hear me, please. Please, please is better now. Please. All right, we thank God. All right. Now let's now move to the spiritual bit. When you read First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse one, Paul said that now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not have you ignorant. And in the original translation, or the original Greek, it says that concerning spiritual brethren, I wouldn't have you ignorant. The word gift is in there. And so for spiritual, which is a realm that we live in, because that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So the believer lives in the spirit. We are spiritual. We live in the spiritual. And Paul is saying that for the spiritual, he wouldn't have us ignorant. Because when we are ignorant of the spiritual, we break protocols. We end up doing things that do not satisfy God's pleasure. And so set ourselves up for failure in the spiritual. Paul contextually spoke about gifts. But in the general sense, he was making reference to anything relating to the spiritual. Whether prayer, whether the study of God's word, meditation, all those things pertain to the spiritual, fasting and all that. So when we fail to do the things that pertain to the spiritual aright, we end up setting ourselves for failure. And right from Genesis, we see that man's failure, man's fall, was because man failed to heed to God's instruction. God gave an instruction. He said, you can eat of every fruit of the trees that are in the garden, but do not eat of the fruit of the, of the tree which has the fruit of the, of the knowledge of good and evil. God said that do not eat of that. But because Adam or Eve, both of them flouted that instruction, all of us became victims of the fact that they failed to obey an instruction God gave them. That alone should tell us that. Sometimes when we do not follow instructions, it doesn't just affect us. It affects people who even were innocent or they didn't have any idea. Let's say if a driver were to fail to follow road instructions, he is the one driving the car, but passengers would also suffer. The repercussions of the driver's failure to heed instructions. And so it is very important that we do not take instructions lightly because destinies could be tied to our lives and so become victims or be blessed relative to what we do with instructions. And so again, we see that instructions aside causing man's fall, the, the lack of following instructions, aside that one being the cause of man's fault. We also see that miracles, almost every miracle that happened in scripture can be connected to someone following an instruction. Almost every miracle, if not all, can be tied to somebody following an instruction. Noah saved 
his family because he followed instructions. We'll come to the miracles. He followed instructions. God told him, build an ark. God gave him a pattern to follow. And Noah did it according to the pattern God showed him. He built the ark according to the dimensions the Lord gave him. He followed instructions which ended up saving his family. Because it is God's way for salvation. Even salvation, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. If you do not do what the Lord's word says to do concerning salvation, you will not be saved. Abraham, God told him, leave your father's house, leave your kindred, leave your country, and go to a land which I'll show you. Abraham obeyed. He followed an instruction God gave him. And because he followed that instruction, all of us are known as the seed of Abraham by faith. And so the child of God must, of necessity, be a follower of instructions. So you are part of TBN. When instructions are given, you need to follow them. You need to follow them. Because like we said, instructions are our life. They are our life. So regarding the miraculous, like I mentioned, I said that Almost every miracle is connected to an instruction somebody followed. I want to pick some examples from scripture to prove what we are seeing. When the widow came to Elisha and told him that the creditors had come for her two sons because her husband who had died was owing some people, the creditors. Elisha gave the widow some instruction after asking her what do you have in your house and she said nothing but just a little oil Elijah told her go and borrow vessels from your neighbors do not borrow a few when you come back home shut the door behind you and you and your sons begin to pour the oil into the vessels had the widow not followed the instructions of Elisha she wouldn't have seen the miracle of the oil multiply. The oil would have remained a little oil in her bottle that she kept the oil in. But because she followed instructions, she saw a miracle which she would never have seen, if not because of the instruction Elijah gave, which she followed. And some of us, we, we, we are used to hearing, do this, do that, do this, do that. And we know, but we wouldn't do that. And we are still complaining. Why are things not working? Why are things not going the way I want them to go? When we look at ourselves and we are very sincere, you would realize that it is possible that you fail to follow an instruction. You fail to follow that instruction. And so this widow received a miracle because she heeded the instruction that was given to her. She paid attention and she did what the man of God said. She obeyed. Again, with Naaman, when Naaman, who had by
Elisha sent a messenger to him and said, go dip seven times in the Jordan. Naaman got offended. An instruction was given to him, specifically asking him to go dip seven times in the Jordan. And Naaman said, no, there are better rivers in Syria, Farpa and Abana. Then his servants told him, Father, if this man had told you to do something great, you would have done it. Just go dip seven times in the Jordan. And because he, he followed that instruction, he received his skin restored. He followed an instruction which looked simple. And I'll come to that. Because sometimes the, the instruction may not be to that. The instruction is be on time when it is meeting time. Sometimes the instruction is during this program, nobody should miss it. Don't miss a day. And you wouldn't see it as a big thing, a big thing. You may think, ah, but this is just a program we are organizing. Because you would have expected that maybe the man of God will say that, oh, come with this or come with that. Then you know that here's something is going to happen. But don't miss a day. Your adherence to that instruction could be the, the, the breakthrough you would receive after the program. And so sometimes the little things that we are asked to do, they could turn out to be the doorways into whatever it is that we are believing God to do in our lives. Again, in the New Testament, Jesus, when he first performed the miracle by turning water into wine, his mother told the servants that whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever. And the Lord gave an instruction, fill the water pot with water. That was an instruction. And that was the first miracle the Lord performed. He gave an instruction. When he was feeding the 5,000 men, he told the disciples, make them sit in groups of 50s and 100s. He gave an instruction. And the people had to obey the instruction in order for what the Lord had planned to do to be done. And so if we do not listen and follow instructions, we will be denying ourselves certain privileges granted us in the will of God. Because you can't break that protocol of the spiritual and expect that you operating the miraculous or you see miracles happening to you it doesn't work that way it doesn't and so i came this evening to encourage us that as part of tpn you may have flowered some instructions in days gone by but henceforth make up your mind that when apostle gives an instruction when any man of god any leader ministers and gives an instruction Whatever they tell you to do, do it. Oh, but we have been doing it and we don't see anything happening. We have been doing it. You see, when people do things and expect certain results, but those results don't come to them. Yes, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But the other thing is, sometimes your continuous application of yourself to following instructions 
is necessary to establish your faith or whatever you are looking for. Because there are people who do not understand that faith is not just something that always delivers instantaneously. Sometimes it takes time for faith to deliver. And that is why the Bible says that we have need of patience. But in your waiting moments, never stop following instructions. Don't give up. Don't say, I have done this over and over and I'm seeing nothing. Keep doing them. Because it is God you are dealing with. Elijah, God told him, go show yourself to Ahab and I'll send rain. God didn't even tell him to pray. But Elijah had to pray seven times before the rain came. And so your job is to follow instructions. Whatever you are told to do, do it. And for me, I've realized that most believers, we just don't like following instructions. We, we behave as if we follow them. Some of us, when we are told to fast, we behave as if we fasted. But we know we didn't fast. We have done some before when I was quite young. You won't fast. And you come to the meeting as if you have fasted. We, we, we become sanctimonious. But those things wouldn't organ well for us. We just have to follow instructions. Because one, we are like soldiers before the Lord. And so whatever we are told to do, we need to do them. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So let me give you the next protocol of the spirit before we begin to pray of the spiritual, sorry. Order, order. The second is order. I want to add this one to the instructions that we spoke about because aside following instructions, we must understand that God is a God of order. And by order, I'm talking about us doing things in the right way, in the sense of not being chaotic or disorderly or not being properly set in the things we do. So let's say you are asked to lead prayer. You have to do as you have been asked to do. That is being orderly. You have been asked to sing. You have to do exactly as you have been asked to do. If we, we, we are ordered in the way we do our things, we easily receive open heavens for our meetings because God is not the author of confusion and God wouldn't dwell in a place where there is confusion. And so as members of this platform, let us as much as possible be orderly because the, even meeting times, punctuality is part of being orderly. Yes, I know we have um, engagements all of us, we have things we engage in. God understands when he knows that it is beyond your power to join meetings on time. 
But there could also be some who, when meeting times, let's say meetings begin, they know they can join right on time, but they wouldn't. And yet they would expect, except for providence and mercy, they would be expecting that God would do things for them. No. It doesn't work that way. Unless maybe you just, you just got born again, you don't know or understand spiritual things. But if you have the means to be part of meetings on time, don't wait. Sometimes maybe you are waiting till after the opening prayer or the prayer session before apostle will come in and then minister the spirit. You wouldn't know that the answer you are looking for is in the prayer meeting or the prayer time. You wouldn't know that the answer you are looking for is in the song ministration time. Because the meeting is not only going to be, in quotes, powerful when apostle takes over, even though God has anointed him for this. The meeting is powerful right from when it began till when the benediction is shared. And so if you have what it takes to be on time for any meeting, don't act disorderly by holding back from joining until a time you find appropriate enough to do so. Because when you do that, men may not see, but God sees. And God rewards men according to the disposition of their hearts towards him. He rewards men according to the disposition of their hearts towards him. So I want to encourage us that henceforth, let us, as much and as many of us as can do that, be part of meetings on time. Don't drag your feet. Because in doing so, you are denying yourself certain benefits that God would have loaded you with if only you had joined on time. I want to encourage us. Like I said yesterday, Apostle on the 3rd of December is going to be officially consecrated. I believe that these meetings are preparing us for the next phase of this ministry. We spoke on honor yesterday. We are talking about two protocols of the spiritual instructions and order. And so as we, we are carried into the next phase, we need to enter with these thoughts and words that we have shared that all of us would be followers of every instruction that is given on this platform. We are fasting from this time to this time. Stick to the time given. God doesn't understand all, except when it is beyond every human reasoning. He doesn't understand. And so let's do our best to follow instructions. And I know that God will bless us. Let's do our best to be orderly. Let me say this before I even bring this part to an end. If you are giving an assignment, leave prayer from 10 to 10.15. Stick to the time. It is part of being orderly as a ministry. 
if you are asked to sing or minister in songs for two minutes don't do it for 10 minutes in the name of the spirit took over because even the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet god will never honor this orderliness he will never be part of anything that is disorderly and so anytime we excuse our disorderliness by saying that the spirit i feel like we should do this i feel like we should continue with the worship i feel like we should continue wait when your time is up you are restricting or restraining god's power from being fully experienced in the meeting so let adhere to what we have shared and we know i know that by the end of this year your life would not be the same again the lord will do something great in your life that will blow your mind and blow the minds of everyone around you god bless you greatly amen i want us to amen spend some minutes in prayer last week right pastor we prayed a prayer and i believe that it will be necessary for us to pray that same prayer today when david was about to die the Bible says that he sang a song to the Lord in 2 Samuel chapter 23. He had some last words actually, which he said, 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 1. The Bible says that he said, Now these be the last words of David, the son of Jesse, said. And the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of God of, of the God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel said, David was referred to as the man who was raised up on high. And we'll be praying with this statement. But before we do that, I want us to pray concerning what we have discussed right now. I want us to pray some of us i don't know i have some people around me who are like that they would not follow instructions they are disorderly and it, it is it amazes me i don't know why but sometimes it's a spirit there's a force behind it that is causing you not to be this to be orderly that is causing you not to be to to follow instructions you want to but you just cannot we want to pray firstly the lord anything that is not making me follow instructions lord in your mercy deliver me from the power of that thing that henceforth i will be a follower of instructions lift your voice and pray wherever you are in the name of the lord jesus Ragazu de para fele tu ribu shakarili de 
Holy Father, we pray in the hold of the enemy as that makes us confess our first success. We pray that Lord Anything that will lead us Rabba, <laughs> <laughs> 
I want us to be praying like we are praying again. Because Saul failed to follow an instruction given to him, Samuel, by the word of the Lord, told Saul, This is the time for me to fulfill the word I spoke to the Israelites, that I wipe off up the people of Amalek from the face of the earth. And so go to the land of Amalek, kill everybody there, don't leave anything alive. This king went to the land, killed almost everybody, and then left the king of the land alive and took some of the flock of the, the livestock of the land against the instruction God gave. And when he did that, the Bible says that he lost the kingdom that day when he came. Samuel, he lost the kingdom because he failed to follow instructions that were given to him. We want to pray the Lord. Anything that we have lost, he didn't get it back, but we thank God that mercy speaks. We want to pray the Lord in mercy. Anything that we have lost because we fail to follow some instructions, any opportunity that we have lost because of our failure to follow some instruction, Lord, be merciful unto us and give us another chance. Be merciful unto us and give us another chance. Lift your voice wherever you are and pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Respond to us, and I know I said I will let you know. 
before I left this prayer, I saw that like a book, but it has play sheets and a new page had been flipped. Okay, I believe the Lord is telling me that He is giving us another chance. And I pray that anybody on this platform, anybody whose issues, whose burdens are persistent because they have failed to follow some instructions, may the Lord in mercy give us another chance in the name of the Lord. Jesus Christ. May he be merciful enough as he always has been to give us another chance in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I want us to now pray regarding the issue of David being one whom God had raised. We want to pray the Lord from today. David was a nobody. He didn't qualify of kings. He had brothers who looked like kings, and yet God picked David, who was a nobody, and raised him up, anointed him, and made him king. 
against the rules, against what was the norm of the day, God picked a nobody and made him a king. We want to pray that let that hand of God, which raised David, let that same hand come upon you to raise you up. Let that hand raise you up from wherever you are. Let it break any norm, any trend, any protocol of your father's house, any hold of your father's house, any way things are done in your background. And so it's limiting you. We are praying the Lord by your hand. Let the rules break. Lift me up from wherever I am and place me on high. Let it be known of me that I am the one whom God has raised. I am the man whom God has raised in ministry, raised in my business, raised in my academics, raised in whatever I am doing. Let your hand be upon me to raise me up. Lips of voice, wherever you are, begin to pray with me. Now let the hand of God raise you up before the end of this year. the Lord is capable of doing in the Glorify your name in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us become your God. Jesus, 
I want us to pray. It was the will of God that David raised up. And yet, the house of Saul, where Saul as the head, fought against David. So he wouldn't be raised up. Saul knew that David was to be king. And yet Saul stood against David, wanting to even kill him at a point in time. We want to pray that Lord, any system, any house, any order that is intent on keeping us from being raised, let your hand be against that order. Let your hand be against that system. Some of us, the families and tribes we come from, our systems and setups that fight us in life. But tonight, we are provoking that hand that is raising us. That just as there was a long battle between the house of Saul and the house of David, but the Bible said that the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker, but the house of David waxed stronger and stronger. We are praying that from today, let any force that limits or intends to defy your upliftment begin to lose their strength by means of the hand of God that nothing under the sun nothing that is called creation will be able to stop your upliftment lift your voice and pray in the name of the Lord Jesus for the next five minutes Jesus, 
Thank you, Holy Father. The Lord is Amen. wiping your tears, your secret tears away. There is a visitation of the Lord that is coming to somebody's home. A visitation of the Lord that is bringing you to a place of rejoicing. And I pray in the name of Jesus that that visitation will manifest. Anybody who finds him or herself in the place of mourning, in the place of depression, where things are not working as you have willed them to work. And so you are burdened to the point of shedding tears, secret tears. The Lord is visiting you and he is bringing you to a place of joy, rejoicing. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you that you have done this. That before this year ends, somebody would testify. Eva, there is someone who is wondering why they have never ever had their testimony yet. But I speak by the word of the Lord that before the year ends, you also will share your testimony in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm wondering, you're wondering, what about me? Why am I not having? You will have an experience before the end of the year in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I want us to lift our voice for the next two minutes. Begin to bless God. Thank God it is done. And nothing can undo it. It is done. Lift your voice and bless God in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's start for the next two minutes. Father, you 
Wherever you are, let me pray. Amen. Let me pray for you before we bring this meeting to a close. Father, your hand is upon for they are the, the sheep of your pasture. You lead them by still waters and make them to lie down in green pastures. I ask that, Lord, for every one of us on this platform tonight, may we have special visitations because you know us by name. I pray that, Lord, let it be as due falling upon each of us a visitation that causes a turnaround. Raise your people up. Do it and take the glory. And let it be said that we are the people whom you have raised up. We thank you that, Lord, you have done it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Please, um, please, we plead with you to offer the welfare registration form. We are counting on you so that your financial, your welfare needs can be attended to. Thank you very much. Can we all please share the grace? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. the love of our God, and, God. and the good fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now. Amen.